Welcome back to Viewpoints. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm here with Pastor Sean. Sean, you just got done teaching this Sunday. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Enjoying the rain? Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> Man, it's such a blessing. I think it's currently raining right now. Yeah. Uh, we're just so grateful to be talking about these things. I know that um, we've been putting out a, a lot of good podcasts and a lot of people have been touched by them. And um, today is going to be a really good topic. So, Sean, what do you have for us today? Yeah, so in the series that we're in, Arguing with Jesus... We could spend so much time uh, answering skeptic questions, yeah. getting into apologetics. One that I want to chase down today uh, is just in regards to a common criticism of the Bible uh, by skeptics and even a misconception of God's character by believers. Yeah. Uh, that I see it happen pretty commonly uh, with students, with adults, uh, that there's this different version of God across the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, and it's it's almost like... Whenever you do like a reboot of a movie franchise, sure. uh, or even worse, whenever you like recast a character like in the same franchise. So I have a question for you. I know you're a, you're a fan of, of Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, we went and saw The Flash, and I think you uh, yelled uh, whenever Michael <laughs> Keaton showed up on screen. <laughs> but, dude, I did. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that either. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so who's your favorite? Favorite Batman? Oh, uh, man. Okay. That's, that's a big question. But I think we have to... I have to dissect that question because there's different avenues to that. Like sure. you have to go, okay, who was the best um, Bruce Wayne? Who was yeah. the best Batman? So I would, I really like um, Christopher Nolan's series yeah. um, and and how um, they did that. Um, I, I totally went blank on the name. Um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, Christian Bale. I thought did a great job uh, portraying Batman. Now Bruce Wayne. That's that's another thing, right? It's like okay, my favorite uh, was really uh, Robert Pattinson's. Oh yeah, and, and I know that's a kind yeah. of a, a weird a weird thing to say, but you know everyone did a really good job. Um, Val Kilmer did a good job, but I think my 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 favorite Batman would probably have to be Christian Bale. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I am partial uh, a little bit towards one of the like most iconic voice actors for Batman yeah. from all the animated stuff, Kevin Conroy. Of course, partial towards him, but I think for for actors, Christian Bale, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, portrayed the best of so the best bat tech all of yeah. the bat cave and for sure and all that stuff was good stuff but something that i think is interesting uh you know starting with that idea of, of recasting or mm -hmm. uh restarting uh, or a reboot of a franchise which is in my opinion way too popular today mm -hmm. can't stand seeing all the remakes of old old movies but in our faith in in the bible there's this criticism that uh it contradicts itself because God is not the same across the Old Testament and the New Testament. I have even heard of, you know, Christians who are like solely uh, New Testament believers. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, the Old Testament, you know, it's just so violent. And oh, God's, still, God's so mean in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I hope to uh, demonstrate and, and reveal uh, that God has put in my heart is that he is just unchanging. He is consistent. Um, and he tells us that. Yeah. Because he doesn't want us to to be moved back and forth, to to be confused about his character. He doesn't reveal all of it yeah. to us, and certainly not all at the same time. But what he reveals to us is for our good, for our benefit. Mm -hmm. And I think for the, the believer that is a, a listener today, if we've got to trust God. We've got to take him at his word. We've got to trust that mm -hmm. he knows himself better than we can interpret him. And so what he tells us about himself we've got to understand is the truth. And yeah. so I want to go to a couple of things uh, of how God reveals himself uh, in the New Testament uh, and then draw some uh, lines uh, of 
just consistency across the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah. So it is the same God, the same character. Um, Revelation 22, very end of the Bible, like last chapter of the Bible, some of the last things that are said, this is Jesus's words. He says, I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. He is those things. He doesn't say, you know, I was the alpha and now I'm the omega. He says, I am the alpha and the omega. He is at equal times, uh, the alpha, the omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. And we see that same sentiment in John chapter one, where it says, in the beginning, so before time, before creation, was the Word. Uh, yeah. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Uh, and so there's this consistency beyond time in the nature, the characteristics of Jesus and therefore of God himself, because it tells us later on in John chapter 1 that the Word became flesh, made his dwelling among us, and that through that we see his glory, the glory of the Son of God, and then that by extension, the glory of the Father, because Father. they are one and the same, uh, and, and it's the same glory, the same characteristics. And so I want to just start with that, that, that truth today uh, for the believer that we can take God at his word. When he tells us that he is unchanging, he means it. Um, he tells us just over and over again, and I actually struggled to, to choose which verses to, to bring yeah. up for this because there's so many. James 1 uh, says, God does not change like shifting shadows. Uh, there's songs and hymns that are written with this idea, you know, there is no shadow of turning with thee. And so there's just a lot of great stuff about God's consistency. I want to get specific, though, because uh, we can say God doesn't change, and, and I believe that that is true. But to go to two specific examples that I think people see the most contradiction in would be between God's holiness and his wrath uh, yeah. compared to his grace. Uh, and so I want to uh, start with that idea of wrath and God's holiness, yeah. uh, and specifically his wrath for sin. So there's this interesting encounter uh, in 2 Samuel. I don't know if you're aware of this one. This is one of those that for the for the first time that I read it, shocked me. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, how do you feel? Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 6 uh, talks about uh, David, who is king, and he has some of his men, and they're moving the Ark of the Covenant. Right. Uh, and then you have this servant uh uza mm -hmm. who reaches out to stabilize it and puts his hand on it and then he dies yeah like do you remember what you thought the first time you read through that or, or thought about it because i remember being shocked and like what he was trying to help why did he die no for sure um we always call them like uza friendly <laughs> uza friendly <laughs> people right that try to do things out of uh out of the goodness of their hearts but they don't understand like mm. the the respect how we should treat God. Yeah. Um, but I remember doing a study on that and um, they had, they, David had this plan to bring the, uh, the ark back, but they had it wrong. Yeah. Right. And then he realized, Oh, I got to go back to the oracles of God to see how it was supposed to be brought back in. And then he realized that the priest should hold that. Yeah. And that gives a whole other interpretation that we can talk about, I'm sure for a long time, but the, the weight of the glory of God should be upon the shoulders of the priests. Yeah, yeah, and then once they got that right, then they could move the ark back, and so. But yeah, studying that, you go like, "Ooh, geez, like why would God strike someone dead on the yeah. scene?" Uh, but it just goes to show you how important it is to be in alignment with the blueprint or the plan that God has for you. Yeah, well, so. and I think too, like the, the more that I've studied this, and the more that I, I've just understood God through His Word, He's not hand hovering over the smite button, no. just ready to strike down Uzzah. He's like, oh, you cross the line, strike three, you're out. It's it's 
revealing his his nature and his holiness and the fact that there is no place for sin yeah. uh, near the presence of God because he is so perfect in his holiness. Right. And that's consistent across Old and New Testament. In the New Testament, another example where people fell sick and even died uh, for their mistreatment of, of God's holiness is found in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. It's talking about the Lord's Supper uh, and how in Corinth there were... Uh, these abuses taking place. People uh, participating in the Lord's Supper who maybe weren't Christian, who had insincere hearts, who were bearing grudges and unforgiveness against others, who were just treating it like a snack or just making it a meal mm -hmm. and not treating with this reverence that this is representative of the blood and flesh exactly. of Jesus in his holiness and in his perfect sacrifice. And, and then it says that there were people who were weak, ill, and even some that died yeah. uh, for that abuse of it. And I think... It's pointing this clear picture across Old and New Testament that God is perfectly holy, and so imperfection has no place with Him. Like there, there is no uh, community, right? There is no common ground mm -hmm. between God's holiness and mankind's sin, and His His wrath towards sin is so severe because He wants us to be with Him. He, he wants to be with His people, uh, and yet our sin separates us from Him. And it's honestly God's grace that separates us. Because if we were just in our sin and in God's presence and fullness, we would be like Uzzah. Mm -hmm. We would be like the, the people in the in the New Testament in Corinth who are dead because sin cannot uh, coexist with God's holiness. And so he is consistent in that wrath and in that holiness across the Old and the New Testament. And, and the other one I want to go to is the grace, right? Because I, I never want to talk about God's wrath and not talk about God's grace. Sure. Uh, because in God's wrath towards sin, we also see the magnitude of his grace towards mankind, yeah. um, that uh, from the very beginning, uh, he established the consequence for sin is death. Mm -hmm. This is the Garden of Eden. He tells Adam this command, you cannot eat from this one specific tree. Uh, don't disobey me. Uh, if you eat from this tree, you will surely die. And then Adam and Eve disobey. Right. They, they sin against God. They, they eat. Um, they're, they're deceived and they sin. Uh, and what you would expect is, well, if God is as truly wrathful as sometimes we believe in the Old Testament uh, him to be, well, they'd just be dead, yeah. struck down like Uzzah, struck down like mm -hmm. uh, any, any other example that you could pull from from the Old Testament. But we see God's grace instead. And something that I want to uh, draw attention to is that in the Garden of Eden, God makes a sacrifice to cover Adam and Eve for their sin and their shame that mm -hmm. they try to cover themselves. They use the, the leaves to try and cover themselves. They hide from God. And before they're dismissed from his presence, which is also an example of his grace, that you cannot be here because the yeah. holiness is, is going to eradicate you uh, because your imperfection cannot stay here. But before they left, uh, God uh, killed animals and using their skins, their pelts, made clothing for Adam and Eve. So there was a death for sin and then that death resulted in the covering of Adam and Eve and their shame. And so that takes place in the Old Testament. And then we see that to the highest and the final degree in the New Testament in Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that his sacrifice for sin is the final one. And so I just love this consistency of God. Uh, that whenever Jesus says, I am the first and the last, we can see God make the first sacrifice for sin and the final sacrifice for sin. Right. That it's always him and that the blood of that sacrifice is what covers us in our sin and our shame. And, and so we just see God's unchanging nature just mm -hmm. on full display. And so I would just encourage people, like, 
if you are neglecting the Old Testament because you feel like that's not who God is anymore, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Get into it because it's, it's great stuff. I think it was someone that asked, uh, I think it was R.C. Sprawl, like, yeah. why do you feel like the God's punishment was too harsh on humanity? Mm. He was like, what's wrong with you people? Like, no, it wasn't harsh enough. Yeah. Like, through all, all that, you see God's grace, like you said, like providing a sacrifice, you know, and even to himself. Um, going back to what we were talking about earlier about the wrath, I think that's when you actually see the wrath of God come out, is when you try to see, like, we, we read it, it was upon the oxen, right? Yeah. And it was like uh, the weight of, the, of God, the glory of God, was upon systems mm-hmm. that we thought we could figure out. Yeah. And then um, we tried to fix it with our humanity, which is the you know, ooze of reaching out. And so yeah. that's, that reminded me of that. It's like we try to, to do these things. We try to you know, create systems and conferences. Oh, what's going to sure. work? And God's like, hey, I already printed out a blueprint for you. Like, yeah. the, the spirit of God, the weight of my glory should be upon the leaders and the people of the church. And so it's interesting, but, um, Sean, anything else that you have that you would like to leave the listener with? Yeah. I think, um, for the listener who is a believer, um, just, I hope you have some encouragement and affirmation, uh, that there aren't contradictions in the Bible uh, yeah. and certainly not contradictions of God's character. He is consistent. He doesn't change. He doesn't fail, yeah. uh, that his holiness is forever. It's eternal that his, Wrath towards sin is not diminished in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it was poured out fully on Jesus, and that's where we see his grace and its fullness and its eternal nature as well. That from the beginning, uh, he has longed uh, with his love for mankind for us to be with him, and so he's made the way for that to happen eternally, uh, and it, it's all connected. Yeah. Uh, I, I love getting to read in the Old Testament and just see how clearly it reveals Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. who wouldn't even be around for hundreds, thousands of years, and, and just don't don't buy into the the criticism that there's a different God of the Old Testament and New Testament. Don't buy into that. He, yeah. is, he is the same. And if you have any more questions about that, come find me sometime. Man, yeah. I, I would love to talk about this. This could have been an hour long. Uh, sure. I think I could write a, a chapter book for a blog for this week. Yeah. Uh, but truly, uh, God is unchanging, uh, and He is good. Uh, and because he is good, he is unchanging. Love it. Okay, before we go, um, you got you to gotta give me your list of Batman. So you asked me, but what's yours? What's your top, okay. I guess, top five? Yeah, okay. So I, I do like the idea of like what you brought up, the best Bruce Wayne versus the best like yeah. Batman. I actually, in terms of like Playboy billionaire, I got to give best Bruce Wayne to George Clooney. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Caden's shaking his head in the corner over there. Man, Look, that was actually shocking. I didn't think we were going to go that way. The movies are pretty silly, and the, yeah. the bat tech is ridiculous, and nobody wants to talk about the bat suit in those movies. But wow. yeah, no, but yeah, in terms of that. Bruce Wayne, I think George Clooney is like a highlight for that. I think in terms of Batman, in ter- like the physicality, the actual like vigilante Batman, I think Christian Bale's high on the list. I, I would also put Robert Pattinson on there yeah. as Batman. I think, I think the job. homemade tech and the the investigative stuff was all really, really cool through that. Um, I like Val Kilmer as an actor. Uh, he was a much better Doc Holliday than he was Batman, so <laughs> For can't, sure. can't give him too much props. And then I got to throw Michael Keaton on there and mm-hmm. Adam West, yeah. just the, the classic, the OG. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm going number one Christian and then my second's Val Kilmer. So yeah, Val Kilmer number two. <laughs> yeah, Val Kilmer number two for oh me. Oh my gosh! All right, yeah. listener, we'll see you next time. I know you <laughs> you clicked off as soon as you heard that. <laughs> no, Sean, thank you so much for um, again just giving us a viewpoint of this, a godly viewpoint of how we serve a God that's um, 
never changing. He's yeah. the same yesterday, today, and forever. So thank you. So listener, we uh, hope you have a fresh start to your week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.